vital murder. We also have to get more people involved, not only from the theoretical point of view, but get more people in uh, such a cannot leave out this profession as a law profession or people setting to be lawyers. So today we want to talk about a new program here for this year. Before in fact, we're just going to have the people involved with us and this is a young lady, Dr. Uh, Minnie Adams, my like the so we go a long way back. She said enough the program and like for to identify what the program is, the mission, what they're trying to do, and the different things they got involved in. Also, hopefully we got her assistant now. No we don't. No we don't. We don't. That's yeah. That's four one seven uh, eight, nine, four. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 Okay, so we can further uh, discuss some things that we think are very vital to our community. But first of all, what is your program? What is the mission? And how do you plan to get more people in that particular profession involved? Well, well, I am the director of the Cancer City Youth um, Kent City Youth Court, and uh, Kent City Youth Court has been around since 1992, and it's a peer uh, diversion program based on a national teen court model that's been proven to reduce recidivism, and the whole point of Kent City Youth Court is sponsored and operated, as I said, by the youth, by the Kent City Youth Court. It's a nonprofit corporation. It works in tandem with the Jackson County Family Court and the Kansas Police Department and several other schools in an effort to reduce juvenile delinquency in Kansas City. Uh, the youth court aids in developing a respect for the knowledge of the criminal justice system, both among those who are members and those who will come in contact with the youth court. It's comprised of students between the ages of 12 and 19 who live within the Kansas City School District or who attend the Kansas City School District School. The youth court is funded by a contract with the Jackson County Community-Based Anti-Drug Tax Combat. So the kids come to us and they're recruited uh, from the police department as well as the family court. And those students come to us. It's a very neat program. I don't know if you know anything about the program. Uh, I refer to the program, but we teach kids uh, how to be attorneys, judges, lawyers. Matter of fact, we just finished a training today. It was uh, last Saturday and this Saturday from 8 to noon. They learn all kinds of things, uh, such as um, the role of a defense attorney. Uh, we talked about how the referral process is. We talked about the background and purpose of the program. We talked about what's the role of a judge, what's the role of a, a court attorney. And then today we went over ethics and law, elements of a crime, process and then sentencing. The students were involved in taking a pretest, and then today they took their uh, bar exam. On Wednesday, which is the graduation, June the 28th, at 7 p.m., well, it really starts at 6.30, they'll have their graduation at UMKC. So it's a fantastic program geared for those students who are wanting to know more about the law. This program gives the kids a wide range of opportunities to learn, to have their voice, to hear their voice. It's good for them in school. You know, you hear so many kids say uh, when they're in school, why are they searching my lockers? They're not supposed to search my lockers. Well, the more knowledge we give the kids,
that I'm, I'm very familiar with, uh, Jackson County Combat, for they get their funding and then they set up programs to outreach to get other people involved. Now, are you just dealing with the Kansas City, Missouri School District, or is it a citywide program? We're dealing with the Kansas City, Missouri um, School District, uh, Hickman Mill School District, and uh, any, other school, any other school districts that wish to join us. Oh, so it's a metro type deal. Kansas okay. City, yes. Uh, Miss uh, Dr. Adams, uh, could you kind of give our, and we're going to play this back next Saturday, okay? Will you kind of give the people your particular background in this, how you got involved and were selected to head up this program? Well, my background has been in, in law enforcement. I was uh, Kent City, I was with Kent City, Missouri Police Department for 11 years. Uh, five of those 11 years, I was sergeant over robbery, and then uh, homicide and sex crimes over the weekends. So 11 years with Kent City, Missouri Police Department. And then I've taken a job, uh, I went over to uh, Johnson County Community College and I was a dean there over career pathways, which this program is a career pathway uh, initiative. It's one of the career pathways. And now I work for the, uh, the um, uh, Grandview School District as a behaviorist, working with students who have um, behavior issues, behavior problems. So it's kind of really meshes together real well dealing with uh, those, those students. Okay, my name is MC Richardson. I'm the moderator in the OSA. This show, I guess, who's coming to Kansas City. We have a distinguished gentleman. We want to touch base with them. Ferguson, uh, St. Louis. It could be anywhere. That we all have the same problem of the violent crime we have. Uh, anymore, it doesn't make any difference what your sex is. It could be a child. It could be a teenager. It could be a, a male. Or it could be a female. People don't care anymore. Uh, homicide rate, they say, will probably erase the current figure in Jackson County. So we have, uh, as a guest, uh, Dr. Uh, Minnie Adams, a uh, distinction person, a person whom I say I've been knowing for years, and hopefully we got her uh, assistant on the on this show. Oh. With us. Have, have we reached her yet? No, we haven't, MC. Okay. Someone that the building 
on the fifth floor, and one lady got trampled, got trampled coming down the steps, which made me paralyzed. Yes, man, it was very, very tragic. When I have said that, uh, our mayor uh, has uh, motivated uh, uh, several things to try to deal with, with the problems in the here in St. Louis. <coughs> and that she now with with the urban league here in St. Louis, also with uh, with another uh, organization uh, to create uh, where we uh, uh, have our youth centers here. We have one of the from the South St. Louis. Open those centers up so they have programs to keep the kids off the street during the daytime as much as they possibly can. You know, like programs, most as you know, years ago, they did have a YMCA different programs that we all, we all could go to. But right now, uh, those things have all gone away. So I guess my question to you would be uh, here in St. Louis County, we also have you know, a grand problem also about the kids that were involved in shooting in downtown St. Louis. Most of the kids live in the county, and so now, so, so we definitely need a program here in St. Louis. And if we don't have one, I will take on the duty. Okay, I'll reach out to the, the county executive and to the mayor here, like who I need to talk to, see how we can duplicate this program. Because what we just described is an excellent program to explain to, to young people. <coughs> excuse me. So, questions that the kids. I think the most important thing to remember about this program is that uh, it's a peer program. They are judging right. their peers. So peer to peer. You know, it's easy for a kid to tell another kid, why are you acting a fool? Or why are you doing that? Then sometimes then you and I, sometimes peer to peer, and it works. Statistically, oh, yes. prove it that it does work. But one of the things that's happening nationwide, our kids are out of control. You know, there are yes. solutions, but we have to work together collectively to solve the problem. You know, a one person can't solve it, but it takes all of us together looking at the root cause of these problems. We have so many stu so many kids that are homeless. We have a lot of kids that are suffering from mental illness. The, I mean, the issues go on and on and on. Until everybody do a step up program and get to the root causes of, of these things, kids need places to go. You're absolutely right. They don't need to be in the street. But when they walk alone, and parents need to be more involved. Every parent should know where is my kid after seven o'clock. Where where are they? Parents need to step up, do their part. The community needs to step up and do their part, and the kids need to step up and do their part. So all of us working in tandem together. Is the only way you're going to stop the shootings and stop the crime. And you need to get to the root cause of it. Why are they doing it? Why is it so easy that you can shoot your brother? Why is it so easy to do that? Communication skills. Get off the social media. Get off of the TikTok and all of these things. We need, and, and our kids need to be in school. They need to be learning something. Those are the only ways that we're going to be able to reverse some of the issues that we're having. Dr. Adams, one of the things, okay, that just came out uh, in the last couple of days that was very, very chilling, uh, okay, that the shooting that took place this past weekend, um, they have on TV a group of maybe six young men, uh, you know, and most of these young men attended the party uh, this past weekend, uh, and they all got, got guns. And uh, I, I'm not going to ask the question. Uh, uh, the, the gun laws must really, uh, you know, uh, feed into this program, feed into the violence that we're having, because I know it does. Because right now, the availability of guns right now, you know, uh, there was a time that people had to have to cut through a rock to go and get mad at you and have a fight with you. But when guns, they're being, you know, if, you know, the, the kids can't get them themselves, uh, you know, they can keep their parents' guns, uh, you know, or they can get their brother's guns. They get somebody's gun, and they go to these parties, and 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 in there, in there, uh, the problem is that ten o'clock at night, eleven o'clock at night, these years most of most of the damage is being done is over here in St. Louis, St. Louis County. It's after 10, after eleven o'clock at night time, and and you downtown St. Louis, you think it's broad broad daylight, but right? kids are just living in the streets. And, and, and there's no, 
computers can do so much. All of these programs can do so much. But it all starts with the home and the family. That's where it starts. So if you don't know where your kid is at 10 o'clock at night, and if you don't go in your child's room and look and see what's going on in your room, it has to begin at home. It all begins at home. I know kids live differently. Everybody doesn't live with their parents. There's sometimes they're a single parent. Some kids live with a grandma or the auntie. And some kids are in foster care. I mean, it, family is defined so many different ways now. But whoever is responsible for that that, that child, there is a, a level of accountability for that uh, person who's taking care of that student. There's a level. There's a level of accountability, and it's not being met. And until we start putting those things in motion and in action, and I've talked to some parents and they tell me, I can't do anything with them. So then if you right. can't, then what's the next step? Now that's the point that bothers me the most, uh, uh, Dr. Adams, you know, that uh, you know, parents tell until me, until somebody, until me, okay, that I can't, I can't do anything with my kid, and I don't think I, you know, that my kids are grown now, and I got great and grandkids now, but I never had a problem with my child trying to for me not to say I could not control my child. You know, one of the issues, you know, that I have a problem with, you know, and had in a few many years was that you see a lot of parents around their kids calling by, calling by their first name. I mean, I mean and, and to me, that's a path in the wrong direction. If I'm daddy, you know, my child, to respect me, but if I'm calling you, you know, my, by my first name, there's, you know, there's a bridge that they're taking away of respectability there, or accountability. I don't treat you like my, any other friend. Do you think that kind of plays into some of the problems we have in that age? Well, I, I think, you know, getting back to the recalls, you have 14 and 15 year old parents trying to raise a child oh, with your child themselves. So until we begin to uh, look at better programs to help some of the single households, some of the young women trying to raise babies and their babies themselves. You know, what are we doing in our communities to bridge those gaps? We have to always get to the cause of something before we try to analyze the situation. There's a cause for it all. And how can communities better assist those that are in need? You know, I always believe in strategically doing things. I believe in a SWOT analysis in the community, looking at things like that. What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? How can we better do things? What is? What else can we do? Like our program, this is a wonderful program that we have. Working with these kids, uh, getting them uh, when they have been uh, through the, our system, our court system, uh, we talk to them. What is it we're called? Why did you do this? can we help do better? We have a social worker also. We look into all kinds of programs for that student, for that uh, student that's, that's, uh, that's offended. We have programs, getting involved with the city, knowing what's going on in the city, working with the police department, working with the school.
type cases that, that the kids adjudicate. Dr. Adams, let me ask you a question, okay? Uh, so what has the kids' response been? So, you know, the feedback, I'm quite sure you get this, you know, at, at each class you got to get a, you get a feedback. How much of your future program is going to give your kids about the program? They love the program because it's learning. They're learning. They're interested in the law. They want to know the law. And everybody should know a little bit about the law. Oh, yes. Uh, so these kids, are they're, they're sold on it. They love it. They love They want to come. They want to be a part of it. When we uh, had the cases for them to hear, they love it. They're all in it. They learn to break down a case. They look at the evidence. They look at the statues. So these kids are learning the law. They are learning the law. And when they get a chance to uh, be the judge, it's peer-to-peer. They're judging. You have a judge. You have a prosecutor. You have a defense attorney. So all of these roles are played out. And, of course, these are actual cases, actual cases that they're working. These are not play cases. These are actual cases that they're getting from the police department, as I said, or from the school. Uh, or from the family court. These how this is how we get our referral cases. So these are actual cases, uh, and they and they have to complete their sentencing within a certain amount of time. And the sentencing varies. It could be community service. It could be writing a letter. It could be apology. But the social worker is there to referral. If the student is needing more than that, then the social worker is there to help the student. If there's some mental health. Uh, issues, and she's there to help them and we refer. And then I was... Can you hear me? So we're working on her skills too, so they can learn to be okay, even when others are not okay. They're needing to learn how to uh, be okay with themselves. And right. just because someone else is dropping off of a building, you don't have to do that. So it's learning self-esteem and how to like yourself and not right, do right. what you're doing. So those are the type of things that this program allows the kid. And you get to the root cause. Then we get to the root Why do you do that? There's a reason why you did. Don't tell me you don't know because you do know. So we, we're going to figure that out. We're going to work with you. We're going to work with you. One of the things, okay, that about all of us nowadays is that more so than ever before, we have a lot of kids committing suicide now. Yes, we do. You know, and normally, uh, okay, it's because of peer pressure. You know, uh, you know, and also it's because of social media in most cases that uh, that 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 that, that well, sometimes you know kids can you know where it's natural thing to compare to compare each other. You know, that's just how, how life is, you know, trained people just always going to do that. But it's how do you, how do you deal with that? And I think in some cases, you just mentioned early on, that when it's kids raising kids, all these baby raising babies, they're in uh, a big problem right there. Because in most cases, uh, when these young girls, uh, these young parents, well, especially young girls, uh, when they get pregnant, Sometimes they do like they have a support group, but most of them get kicked out the house. But I guess they get kicked out the house, okay? So they got to, in some cases, if they have a child or raise a child on their own, they still be trying to figure out how they can uh, uh, take care of their child and, and have basic services, which is normal. It was in the old days, they said, in front of a TV. Now they get them, give them a tablet of some sort and they say, go for yourself.
see a lot. A lot of kids are working. A lot of kids are helping support the family. Yes. They're working, so therefore they feel equal to the mother or the father, whoever's in the home. Yes. So our kids sometimes are not playing kids' roles anymore. They're playing no. kid adult. <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, you're right. Unfortunately, so the dynamics of the family has changed from what it was 25 to 30 years ago. The whole dynamics has changed. So when we begin to address those things, we need to look at those multitude of issues in all of our communities, through our community organizations, and see, once again, what are some of the causes. And when we begin to look at some of the causes, then we can begin to put together some type of a strategic plan to work to solve some of those issues. But it, it takes all of us working in tandem to do that. And then the best person to ask what's going on is, this, is, the, is the kid. What's going on? Sometimes just saying, calling about to them, saying, hey, man, what's going on? Why, why, why are you doing this? And you realize, sometimes. And then my my... My request to everyone that is listening, find a young person, mentor, help, listen to that young person. Because sometimes they might have not had anyone to listen to them. Listening is crucial. And you, you know, need to build a relationship. You know, Dr. Adams, uh, one of the things, I don't know if you can explain this to you, but uh, today, uh, this program is being heard live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And also, it can, it can be found on Spotify. And anywhere you get a podcast, and I'm saying it to say that you can use this again, okay, to your students and to their parents. As a question that we asked today, I remember when I was, when I was with my kids, my girls, I, had, I had three girls, especially my older girls. One of the things that, uh, that they would bring their kids and their friends to me because they know I always listen to them. That's one thing that a, that a child appreciates the most is a parent taking the time to listen to me and let them talk to you and not you talking to them all the time. So that you know that, that you can have a conversation without uh, me saying you, did, you didn't do this. Matter of fact, I used to take my daughters, uh, my oldest daughter especially, when I used to go to lunch, go to dinner sometime after school. And when we go to restaurants, you know, and I sit there and, and, and like she treat like, 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 like a regular person, like an adult. You go on the you know, menu and then we just would talk about what's, what's going on in the world. Yes, yes. I agree. You know, we, we, need, we need parents to parents. Parents don't parents don't sit around with their kids and get high. You don't get high with your kids. You don't get your kids smoking marijuana and you're smoking it. You're drinking with your kids. That's, that's no, not no. your parent. And then you want your kid to respect you. There's not going to be any because he feels that he's equal. So we need to get back to parenting. And, I, and, and for the listeners today, did you know parents that are struggling? Churches, pastors, lift your hand to the people that are needing it in your community. Get out of your churches. Get into some of these community meetings. Find out what's going on, where the need is. You have single women, and even some men raising children. They need, they need you. So until we begin to do those things, until you come together collectively and look at the issues, solve the issues, you're going to have the problems. You know, one of the things, doctor, uh, uh, and, and in this question probably, well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I said this early on, is there anything that your Congress can do to help, help you in, in St. Louis, anywhere in the city that, 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 that we go? Because this is not just a urban problem, it's also a rural problem. It's also in, in, in anywhere right now because, unfortunately, uh, the young kids in Missouri, I can speak for, uh, uh, have access to guns like never before. Uh, I mean, when you got an 18-year-old now, can legally carry a gun. And you can buy a gun. That's not carry a gun. You know, you have to ask the question, how can an 18-year-old, you know, these guns are not cheap, by the way. You can go to a store and buy a gun at 18 years of age. And then buy bullets to go into the gun 
18 years of age. So, I mean, so really at some point, the parents must be given them the money to do that. Otherwise, how would they do that? Well, I think, so I think, I think guns have been accessible for forever. People have yes. them, but I, I think now you see it oh, yes. more now than, than any time. Uh, because in Missouri, you know, they have a right to carry. And yes. they get guns from their, from their peers, from their mothers, from their wherever. Brothers. Their brothers. But yes. until we go back to teaching our kids, watching our kids, making sure that when they leave the home, who they're going with, it, it's all back. I put everything back on the home. Everything starts in my house, started in your house, I'm quite sure. And until yes. we get those homes right, until we help those single parents do what they need to do, until we talk to kids, mentor a kid up, let them know uh, the consequences of the action. You know, for every action, there's a consequence. Oh, yes. And we know how that is in our community. And, you, you know, having the guns and what, the, what guns do, you know, well, what the person does behind the gun. <laughs> so, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, guns don't do anything. It takes the person behind the gun to do the damage. So uh, I think those are all things that we need to look at as a community, how you get them off the street. First of all, you have to tell them whether it's not good to have them and why, and then the consequences of having a gun. And there are consequences. We know that. You know, you know, you know, Doctor. One of one of the things that um, that uh, as we as we as we see in our generations, you know, you know, with the peer pressure that the that the young people have is about the original word relationship, and that's something that is that that that's not given enough 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 time to to explain that. Nothing in the world in your life can take place without you. Somebody here for you, you for somebody else. You gotta learn how to get along to be able to go along. Uh, you gotta learn how to go, go to somebody and ask for somebody. And like one of the problems that uh, sometimes we have, most that we have is that uh, people who are being bullied nowadays, uh, they can go get a gun and they do the wrong thing. And so, and so we have to be more cautious, and the kids have to be more cautious, uh, because now, in some cases, you got kids shooting their parents. I mean, yeah. it's like, uh, uh, it's like a, no, 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 let me go back a little bit. When you were the police officer, uh, here in TU, when you were on what to do with homicides and murders in those days, that,
funded with our tax dollars. And, but we need to get you, each and every one of you, involved. And if you want to get involved, it's, we're going to repeat who is listening to this show and how they can connect and how they might text in questions they might have or how they might want to start their program. So do we have Ms. Marshall yet? Evidently not, so let's go ahead and proceed. Uh, Dr. Adams, uh, you've been doing this, and you've been around the law enforcement field for quite some time, and you, you have personal experience, and the company people with behavioral problems and things like that, and now we also realize a lot of this stems from uh, mental health. A yeah, lot of it. Hello. Yes, it does. Yeah. All right. No, Miss Marshall. Marshall on yet? No, Miss Marshall's out of here. Okay. We can see the procedure. Chill, let's go on. Uh, go ahead, uh, Dr. Adams. Uh, well, one of the things I want to mention that we, we had discussed, we talked about uh, places that children should go, and you mentioned that when they are in the system and they come back and they're twice as twice twice worse than what they were when they came out and when they went in because we know the indoctrination that goes on in those places but one of the things that i think would be a good idea depending on your city are boot camps boot camps give the kids a different perspective they're learning uh, um, a skill they're they're uh, in a area that's confined, even though, it, yes, it is confined, but uh, I think boot camps work. Boot camps do work, and I'd like to see more of those. Uh, I don't know too many of them around in Kansas City area. I don't think there's any, but I think it's a good concept. Anything in St. Louis, I don't know. No, no, Repeat that, 
235-1663. I believe that's our office number. And they can call, and some if someone's not there, we'll happily return your call. If you're interested and wanting to be a part of the um, Kansas City Youth Court, we'd love to have you. Students from 12 to 17 years old are invited, I'm sorry, 12 to 19 years old are invited to come and be a part of uh, our youth court. Uh, Dr. Adams, uh, right now, uh, a, lot of, a lot of cities, but let me say, Louis, uh, we have a lot of uh, different boys and girls clubs, and they have, they have some camps, okay, and we try to reach out to those, uh, those summer camps, you know, the, the coordinators, make them aware of what you're doing, and, and possibly kind of incorporate one of your senior classes, you know, to, to take place, you know, doing, doing summer camps. We are in the process of recruitment, annual recruitment, which is a legal training. Uh, we are in the process of doing that. Not only do we uh, go to the schools, but organizations. Wherever there are kids, we go. And I think those are excellent ideas that you're throwing out. I agree. Well, well again, I think right now, okay, it's all hands on deck, okay? And I say that because uh, right now, you know, our, our young people need to hear that there are positive things to do and, uh, and, and there are people who are willing to help them. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think one thing about our kids, we can all agree, that once we show them the right way to go, you know, uh, I think the Bible teaches us that they will, they will, they will go do the right thing and will tell their peers, I don't know about doing that right there. I wouldn't do that, okay? And, and, but once yes, it, once yes, you... yes. That's what the peers... Yes. Another kid can tell another kid something probably uh, that they would listen to over you and I, Sam. The kids tell oh, yes. That's what this this program is all about, peer-to-peer. Yes. You're judged yes. by your peers, and your peers are going to talk to you about what you've done. Your peers are going to do the sentencing. Your peers are going to yes. tell you. Man, what were you thinking when you did that? Don't you know that if you touch that stove, you'll get burned? Man, don't you know you can't go do that? So when you hear it from your peers, we think that strategy is better probably 75, 80% of the time than sometimes you telling them or I'm telling them. I know that we got uh, two distinguished uh, people holding on there talking about the youth crime and not only uh, singing out Kansas City, but uh, Raytown, Hickman Mill, etc. And we also, the thing has entered to most people that act like they just now realizing mental health. A lot of people don't know, a lot of this starts at home, and a lot of kids might do something when they're three or four, and so they just should get, they didn't understand. That's then, <laughs> if we could get more people involved, it's just like, Listen to this program. They can contact. I'm quite sure Dr. Adam will give that out again. We need some. I don't know if they have it set up yet, but I'm pretty sure they have some ad hoc committee where the people can work with their peers because they can exchange and they're more honest talking to one another than they are talking to professors, teachers, or parents. I think they need a relationship with the with the person in order for them to open up then be able to tell you those things. But it's, it's surely possible because kids do it with me all every day. But it's building relationships. It's a thing about trust. And kids know when when you're telling the truth. Kids know when you're sincere and when you're not. You know, Dr. Adams, you know, as I'm listening to us talk here, I know in Ferguson that uh, a pretty man uh, should make some courses out there along with uh, Dr. Judge Draper, you know, who's one of our Supreme Court justices for the table of jury, who's about to retire. Uh, and she worked with, with his wife, who, who you know, was uh, a city judge here. But one of the things that uh, the program that they have here at this young lady, when kids get in trouble, uh, they come to her, you know, they book you know, assignment, okay, to work with them. And I'm, and I'm quite sure I'm going to pass this on to her. And your number also, if you don't mind. Yes. You know, to see, you know, if you guys can talk and 
what if we can plant this seed someplace here? And I, and I also I know that a judge, uh, a judge of Peterson is always, you know, with, with St. Louis a lot of programs over here all the time. And I would be surprised if we didn't have a program similar to this in St. Louis, okay? But if we do, I think we need to kind of publicize it more now, especially now, we definitely need help here in St. Louis you know, to, to get to our peers and let them know that uh, uh, that this is something that can work us. Again, we all know we say it over and over again, kids help kids. Our kids going to tell, tell other kids what you did. I mean, you know, they're going to, you know, and good or bad, okay, they, they, they're going to, the kids are mad snitching you out, okay? Because the problem is we have problems with adults. Children too. It's not this, this okay. It's, it's called constructive criticism. Constructive help for somebody. I think we need to do it with the word snitchy because we're so many places. I agree. I mean, I mean, just a connotation. I mean, that just doesn't come across okay. You know, if you need help, I know here in St. Louis, I'm pretty sure in Kansas City, and we have a program called, uh, uh, when you call, uh, call it a program, okay? There's a reward. You know, for the information you need to class. Yes, we have that as well. Yes, you know, and it's not snitching, okay? Those programs work, okay? All they do in there is trying to help the community. I call it community policing myself. I agree. You know, you add, you, you, you add in the community to call policemen. One of the worst things I think that took place years ago, and all became a cause of like, renovation, you know, technology. That there was a time that policemen rode around and they had the windows out of their cars and they could hear what was going on. Now you see the cars, the cars you see right now, the windows are up. You mean, and that's just hot to see those back up. Sit here right now. But I think that there, when the days when the policemen didn't have air conditioning and they could hear, hear what's going on in the drove in the community, that made a lot of difference, okay? That's in Conservation departments and they stop mm-hmm. these 
our numbers uh, continue to grow every week. You know, like last week we did a program, my radio program, we did a, uh, did a fundraising program for Dr. Bishop Root here in St. Louis, who's second to Bishop in the country of Church of Christ. And what they did, they called all their church members around the world, okay, to listen to the program. Well, they didn't try and pass on other people. But right there, you're showing them, see, that they're passed on to person to person to person. Because that's some good news. That's how, uh, that's how you grow. Before we close, may I just reiterate what the program is about? Because we've talked about a lot today. Oh my God, yes we have. So the purpose of the intervention program is to prevent young juveniles from continuing to engage in unlawful behavior. The Kansas City Youth Court uses a restorative justice model that allows young offenders to accept responsibility. That's what's restorative justice oh, model about. Dr. Adam, you mentioned restorative justice. What is restorative justice? Restorative justice is a model that we use to restore the person back to old. So when we talk about that model, it's a, a program where the student or the person that's done the offense uh, is responsible. They accept that responsibility for their choices. They make amends to the victim and develop some kind of strategy to avoid criminal and antisocial behavior and school suspension in the future. Youth attorneys who are at the age of 12 to 18 are trained by licensed attorneys and judges in the areas of law and the legal justice system to adjudicate these cases. The youth offenders that they're charged with. They assist the young offender with understanding legal consequences and the effects of criminal conduct on themselves and others. Basically, in a nutshell, that's what the program is about. That's what we do. Well, well I want to commend you uh, for, for the program. And I heard about it you know, through uh, Judge Peterson of some tasks. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, Judge Peterson and her board and attorney Holloman uh, Hughes, these are the lifeblood of the program. Uh, Judge Peterson is the uh, president of the board, and she is the lifeblood of this program. She keeps it running. And yes, dedicated to dedicated to every aspect of this program. Folks, I hate to say it, but it's five more minutes. Thank you, sir. What I'd like to add, we have a North Media Association. We have a group called the North Youth Majoring in uh, Communication. And what I'm, I'm hung up on were components where we get some people involved and have that as a part of the my mic group. Where the people exchange, even building potential uh, co-host uh, type situation on radio, and then writing an article, but like writing letters to the editor, we can do this consistently. And this is just not a cultural thing. This is for all people. If we can get that, and I'll give you my number, which is um, 816-822-8866, or 816 469-2273, which we're speaking on that today. And my name is M.C. Richardson. I'm the, um, I guess, the founder, the chairman, and what have you. But we want to reach out to the people. And like I said, this show will be repeated next Saturday. So people listen today and tell the people, give me a list. Give me a list so people can uh, watch this or listen to it on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Apple, uh, TV and smart radio, iPhone, and what have you. And we're very happy to have the young lady, which I haven't seen in quite some time, and I'm quite sure that we all should work together. We already got the ongoing and working relationship with Missouri Black Chamber of Commerce, with our folks in Ferguson, St. Louis, and all this got started. And I know we t we're talking about time, but we're, we're, we're concerned with time, too. This happened, what happened in Ferguson. So, in, uh, in 50 seconds, what did happen in Ferguson to get this started, Mr. Folks? We come up on the 10 year anniversary where uh, Mr. Uh, Michael Brown uh, was, was killed in, in Ferguson, Missouri, uh, while uh, going to the store, coming from the store, a police officer informed that uh, we had a riot took place. 
from there, uh, there were all types of change that had taken place in the state of Missouri and around the country. And uh, uh, Michael Brown brought awareness to, you know, to, to, the, to the needs of young people to be communicating with adults. Uh, it was really, we changed the law. And we used to have a thing called the uh, uh, Biggest Court, where people went to, went to jail and they was uh, kept in jail because they had to pay fine for not being able to pay fine. Well, those laws were changed by Mr. Brown and a whole lot of other laws. And one of the things that I think, because in USA, HotHotWheel.com, when we stored at the church, uh, right where, uh, when, where most of the laws needed to place. Dr. Pearson, and from there, okay, we've been on air, I'll show on air for eight years now. Thanks to this, I don't want you to become a tradition, that our general manager on the end bottom watch and it's in there also. Thank you for that time. Thank, Thank you, Brother Eric. Go ahead, Mr. Okay. Adams. I was just I'm thanking sorry. Brother Eric for the uh, nice words. Thank you. Scott, you do a lot, okay, on Saturday is okay, you know, uh, uh, you take the time for my show three hours, or two hours on, on Saturday afternoons, and the time you put in between, okay, making sure that all the equipment works on time, where it's supposed to be, and then distribute it to all around the world, that's a lot of stuff to take place in Texas, I know I take all the time about my own, from all our members around the world. Okay, Doctor, I know this show is getting ready to end. But call me on that same number. That's eight one six. Uh six what six nine four no four six is a six nine four six nine four twenty two seventy three. So we can further talk and set up some things that will make it into reality. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.